Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hi there, welcome to our podcast. This is the third episode of this season. It will reveal Sarah's Erica moment and where she learned what the right church and community is for us as fellow believers. Keep listening to learn how this new style of community is not in competition with any physical church and how Sarah came to this realization. Now, let's dive in. In the last session, I shared what the Lord showed me about His church. Number one, the church is not in buildings. Number two, the new temple is indestructible and incorruptible because it is His resurrected body and not a building that is not made by human hands. Number three, Jesus is not impressed with magnificent buildings. Only people are. That everything that's built out of vanity will ultimately be destroyed. Number four, the only temple where God desires to dwell in through His Spirit is our body. Back to the beginning, the mobile temple. I find this rather intriguing what the Lord had shown me. God's sanctuary was a mobile temple at the start. Then they put him into a grand building. They forget him and he moves out and he repeats again and again. Then Christ died and his body resurrects as the new temple. Through Christ, the Holy Spirit moves into us and our body becomes the temple in which God dwells, a mobile temple once again. Therefore, we do not need to go to a physical building to worship God. We are the temple, a mobile temple. But wait, didn't Christ say his body is a temple earlier? The Apostle Paul has the answer to that too. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. 
This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 13. And in verse 27, he summarizes it. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. The Holy Spirit illustrated it to me. We are like mini water vessels holding the Holy Spirit in us. Poured into a bigger water container, we become one big body of water that cannot be differentiated or separated. The big body of water is one spirit held in one big container, which is Jesus' body. So, we are like mini temples with this one spirit living in us, poured together into the body of Christ, which is the temple of God, where God speaks and communicates with us. Oh, so I thought this gets fun. So instead of us going to church to worship God, or to meet with God when actually he's not there in the building, it is us who bring the temple of God to the church building instead, or to any place for that matter. The community is the church. It suddenly dawned upon me that in my search for a church to go to worship God, the Lord has already provided his church to me all these years. We, the broken little parts of his body, in whom the Holy Spirit dwells and leads, coming together in all our worship meetings at our workplace and in our homes, we together form his body, his church. The Lord's church is in our little community. The church can be at home, at work, at leisure, or at any place. When we worship God together in one spirit, fellowship in one spirit, pray in one spirit, eat in one spirit, rejoice in the Lord in one spirit, rest in one spirit, and live together in one spirit, we become the church of which Christ is head. After this revelation, I began to see it even more clearly. Early church beginnings. I thought of the church in its infancy. In those days, little communities of believers met at home or at their place of work or business. They shared testimonies, heard stories and teachings of Jesus and shared food and resources with one another. They had to meet in secret or discreetly as the religious leaders and the Roman authorities persecuted them. But still, they went to the synagogue on Sabbath day or on festive or special occasions to fulfill their Jewish religious duties. One very painful and intense movie I recommend watching is Paul, Apostle of Christ, uh, an America biblical drama film written and directed by Andrew Hyatt in 2018. The early church, the real church, is certainly not cozy, cushy, or grand. After the Holy Spirit came upon them on the day of the Pentecost, signs and wonders would follow wherever they went. Many would thought that they could find God in the second temple, found him in themselves instead, because they are the church, the body of Christ, and the only temple where one can get a connection to God. No wonder the church from the days of the saints could increase in faith and in numbers, despite all the efforts to snub them out. This church, which is the body of Christ, is not only indestructible, it is unstoppable. Spirit-empowered communities Reading my Revival Study Bible on the day of my rest in May 2017, I was led to read about how a rundown, ramshackle place in a black ghetto of Los Angeles, USA, 
was used for one of the greatest revivals in church history. Page 1533 reads, Azusa triggered the most powerful missionary impulse in human history. More people became Christians worldwide in the first 50 years of the 20th century than all of the first 1900 years of revival and evangelism put together. This was another Rima moment for me. This is one revival I happened to find out about when the Lord beckoned me to go to USA in November 2008. Another one of God's little mysteries that will be the subject of another book one day. Who would have imagined that this little church community started by a poor, one-eyed, black, middle-aged pastor, Dr. William Seymour, who was rejected and discriminated by the church institution during a time of America's deepest racial prejudice, would be handpicked by God to pour out His Holy Spirit to all flesh, bringing them to their knees under His power, uniting believers from all over the world in one spirit. It is said that over 80% of world's missions today can trace their spiritual roots back to the 1906 Azusa Street Revival. Once again, just like in the days after the Pentecost, the gospel spread far and wide under the power of the Holy Spirit, working in small and humble communities, worshipping God and God alone. Today, Christianity accounts for one-third of the earth's religions. The Holy Spirit continues to drive this message home to me. The church is where the community is. Led to read another part of the Revival Study Bible, I chance upon the story of a Count Zinzendorf in page 1176, who formed romantic literary societies while in school, training to be a statesman. He said, We used to meet to encourage and to help one another to grow in grace and do our duty. We knew no other way than that laid down in Scripture. By this rule, we tested our actions and prostrated ourselves before that invisible majesty we called our love, our brother, and our head. Communities in many forms. Communities can therefore come in many forms. Little societies, fellowships, gatherings, or meetups to worship the Lord, to pray, to share, to chill, to read poetry, to listen to music, to read the Bible, to play sports, etc. Over the past decades, I've held several sessions of praying woman meetings at home, in meeting rooms at our place of business and in our prayer vault, praying for our husbands, our children, ourselves, and recently praying for our adult children. The Holy Spirit often bubbles with excitement within us when we meet, and He never fails to release His Rima word or visions. Prayers get answered and miracles often accompany even when we least expect it. The Lord's heart for the unchurched. I realize now that the reason why I had trouble writing this in the past months was because I was afraid of sounding critical or judgmental of the institutional church of today. I reckon that many may take offense or disagree completely with what I wrote earlier about my experience and observations about the church and accuse me of stereotyping. For this, I apologize. 
I do see good people doing good and with great testimonies in the church too. But unfortunately, I have to say it as I hear it and make my peace with God. In a meeting in Bangkok I had with one of my closest friends, Kelly, and Mel, my ghostwriter for our book, to try to define what COPS is, we chanced upon an article in a Christian magazine which reported that while the church has seen many salvations, the trend is that more people are leaving the church than ever before, far exceeding the numbers who have joined. Church membership is on the decline. The Lord had urged me to write and put cops online. He showed me his burden and love for the unchurch, who, like me, no longer go to the church for whatever reasons, but have never given up hope, continuing to pursue God, seeking and finding greater intimacy and closeness with Him outside the walls of the institutionalized church. I struggled for years with this as I'm not a digital geek, far more comfortable with books than computer screens. After years of investing time and resources into it, and not without intense warfare and some resistance, I'm gratified that this has finally come to fruition. I understand why the Lord put me on this journey and grapple with this lonesomeness when I was actually very contented to remain in the church. But it is without regret. It has been absolutely worth it. Out here, we have saved a lot more people from death, suicide, marital failures and hopelessness many more times than in the many years serving the church. We spent years just simply worshipping God and fellowshipping with one another, helping each other, sharing what we learned from God, growing in love and intimacy with Him and with each one's family. At the same time, we were formulating and testing the COPS model in baby steps, home by home, place by place, city by city. I find this small community model very useful in China now where the government watches and controls the state-sanctioned church and has in recent years made a big show of raiding some non-sanctioned church buildings that have sprouted up after China opened up its economy. Churches were torn down, the cross on their roofs were replaced with the communist flags and pastors arrested for holding unauthorized meetings. I think the Lord is brilliant to have kept our community small and inconspicuous, focused simply on worshipping God and letting His Spirit work in us and through us. They are so amazed by the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon their meetings, which they sometimes hold from morning till late in the night, reluctant to leave the presence of God. Not in competition with the church. Nevertheless, this is what I like to reiterate. It has never been my intent to compete with the church or seek to replace any church. I've always believed each serves its own unique purpose. Each has its own call and its own anointing. All of us are personally accountable to the Lord for what He has called us to do, and I will take everything to the Lord in the event of any opposition or disagreement. COPS does not belong to any denomination or affiliation. COPS members are free to visit or join any church or Christian organization. Followers of Christ, not Christianity. Our lives are centered on Jesus Christ and Christ alone. 
We are not followers of Christianity. We are followers of Christ. In my early days as a Christian, I learned a lot from the church, and I'm grateful for that. I totally believe everything that was taught and earnestly tried to put everything into practice. I'm quite sure my mentors would vouch for that. I thank God for opening my eyes to see the mixture that's in the church today of good with bad, truth with lies, making me very conflicted about it, finding it a joy, but also a pain, hard to leave, and just as hard to stay with. I echoed what one very baffled believer in China said as she turned to her pastor earnestly. Christianity seems very good, she said, but yet it also seems very bad for us. Sometimes what is preached seems so right and yet sometimes it seems so wrong. The joke is that even her pastor agreed with her and expressed his own conundrum. But not anymore. YP now holds a torch, the cops meeting in a city, and more torches have been lighted up as they encounter the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, who true to his name is a wise counsellor, teaching them and proving them the word of God and the truth in their meetings, not led by any men or women, but entirely by His Spirit. I pray that God will help each of us overcome and return to that one Spirit. Only Jesus knows the truth, and I pray that we may all have it so that we can be set free. I still hang on to the hope that one day my husband and I can find a church to go to. But in the meantime, I continue to live a life broken and bent by the Holy Spirit, together with my little community of broken spirits, whom I grow to love more and more. Torch Paris From 2008, I have been led to go on a journey, subject of a book in progress called Story of V for now, to many countries across the globe, through dreams, visions, and signs that the Lord showed me. From Europe to Africa, USA, to many parts of Asia and Australia, I visited places of interest, churches, cathedrals, gravesites, prayer mountains, birthplace of the early church, and historical place of the martyrs. He showed me the good, the bad, the asleep and the alive, and some really lost ones. I was also led to read about some communities that have come out of the church. I'm encouraged to see that I'm not alone. The Lord called us torchbearers. We are little pockets of fire scattered around, doing what is seemingly insignificant, living a simple life led by the Spirit of God, loving one another, helping each other, raising families, and just worshipping the Lord our God. One day, when I was watching, I think it was the final episode of The Lord of the Rings, a particular scene gripped me. From the sighting of the first torch lighted up on the mountain, the clarion call of the Alliance was sent from hill to hill, mountain to mountain, town to town, country to country, to bear arms and gather to fight against the huge advancing evil forces. Indeed, life as a torchbearer may get lonesome at times as we are not caught up with the sense of belonging with the masses, the big events and movements. But as it is the Lord who led us to start corps, we simply wait upon Him and faithfully carry on. 
How did you like the episode? We hope you enjoy it. In the next week's episode, you will find out why we call ourselves the community of broken spirits. Also, if you haven't done so yet, can I ask a favor? Would you please consider to give us a review in the Apple Podcast and also subscribe it? In this way, more believers can find this work of love from the Lord. Thank you so much. We will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you're interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's communityofbrokenspirit.org where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.